0: Welcome to the Avrio Genetics Podcast.
1: Pregnant-ish, we incorporated in um, the fall of 2016. So we're new-ish. But what's interesting is we were in this world, I've been called a pioneer, which is what makes me sound like 600 years old. But uh, I think because uh, we launched something that hadn't existed at the time when we came to market. So yeah. when when Pregnish launched, we were the first non-medical site to focus on modern family building and storytelling around infertility and helping people navigate it prior to Pregnish, And I know this because I worked with someone at Google before um, mm. making this claim to say, is there another site like this? Or can we truly claim that we're the first? Because I had been a patient at that point for five or six years, mm. feeling frustrated by the lack of credible content. Yeah. That was curated, that was professional. Not the blogs are great, but they're not always fact-checked. Um parenting sites were very triggering to me while I was going through infertility. I didn't want to go to a parenting site to find my sad section. Uh,
0: Yeah, I, I imagine. Yeah.
1: And and all parenting sites, I I'm grateful they have an infertility vertical. By the same token, that can be hard. For people and then medical sites were doing content around this topic but um i knew infertility was way way more than so much more than a medical issue and i've been a relationship author expert personality for my whole career helping people navigate modern day relationships and i felt like this is a chapter modern family building um of relationships that was underserved mm-hmm. and through like real professional curated content so we launched Pregnanish and it just has been rapid fire since um, my background is, is media. So I always joke, I know media, not medicine, um, but we've always yeah. aligned with best uh, providers, industry voices there. So I'm incredible, not clinical, always in my voice, um, everything's very research based and um, we we were the first um, platform to tell the story of families built through science and technology, mm-hmm. and that was the core of our storytelling. So um, we've had you know so we've had a lot of um, a lot more than what meets the eye for someone you know hopping on our Instagram, seeing fun posters and memes and discussions, which is a big part of our brand that I love. Oh. But beyond that, we are working in multi-platform. We work with pro- provider network. We work, which we'll get into. But um, we have a whole video division with you know Emmy award-winning um, directors. We have a whole content division. We've published over 60 writers. We have a professional editor. We've hosted 26 live events around the country. We have a podcast. I mean, we're we're in all ways a kind of broad media company focused on this topic. So, um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's 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 cool, you know. You say you know, that your background isn't in science. I <laughs> but you know, I mean me neither. I I, I was an outdoor leadership major in, in college. So and I I I I kind of I found kind of did it the same way. Like I found something I was really passionate about. And and that's actually what I feel like has made it like with what you're saying, it's what it's what's made what you're doing so successful, because it's not like you went to college and decided to study this and then just kind of forced a career out of it. You did something Based upon what you needed, and that's—it's—it's it's incredible to see what just to hear all of that. Like, and how long ago was it that you started it?
1: Well, I started. We went live in early 2017. Um, I incorporated it, in, you know, at the end of 2016. Yeah. Um, but my career as a journalist and author uh, preceded that, and I—I've been covering relationships all over the place on, you know, and a lot of times people would say to me when I started pregnant, Ash, so you've moved on from the relationship and sexual health thing to the fertility thing. And I'd say crazy, but they're connected, sex and fertility. Like who would have (laughs) thought? <laughs> um, so, people didn't necessarily see the link that I saw right. at the beginning. They thought, like, I've totally moved away from relationships into fertility. And what I, my goal has been to show no, 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 no. Like, yeah. it, it, it's the biggest relationship trend of our time. Mm. And it's underserved in that way. Yeah. We don't think of it enough in terms of how it rocks uh, intimacy, how it affects even relationships we have with our employers. I mean, <laughs> it's access is an issue. We know that. Um, yeah relationships we have with our family friends how do you navigate um questions that are like life-changing questions like third-party reproduction how do you pick Mm -hmm. a sperm or an egg donor or um work with a surrogate or all of these things that our audience are going through i felt there wasn't enough content to to support them and these are relational issues
0: yeah absolutely and so when you when you put all this when you started putting all this stuff together like you said there was. There, there, there wasn't a platform that wasn't a like truly non-clinical approach to things like this that ever existed before you did it did you get a lot of pushback from from people in the industry like from from the clinical side of people saying like you did this you know no not at all it was fully supported no, was
1: quite the opposite my yeah. phone was ringing we got a lot of media at launch because well for two reasons one because i think it was just new and exciting people have gone through this, you know, and I know this affects so many people. Yeah. So it wasn't this big, bad secret. It, I knew it would touch people when they learned mm-hmm. about it. But um, what happened was I did a Facebook post January, 2017 saying, pregnant is coming this April for National Infertility Awareness Week, stay tuned. I explained what it was. And I came out of the closet at that time as infertile. I've been going through five or six years and it was a very vulnerable post. I said, you know, I've done more shots than, if you look through my door drawers, you would think I'm a junkie. I mean, I, I literally look like a drug addict and, and my body is so bruised, but my heart is more bruised and I wanna share this platform to support people. And, and the last line said, so don't judge the Facebook by its cover because people had seen me on book tours and TV and all this. So I, I pressed send, I went to bed. <laughs> And I woke up to media requests from Bravo, New York Magazine, Toronto Star, ABC News. I mean, we were. I wasn't. I wasn't intending to launch when I shared that post. I thought it would be in April, but Amazing. we got immediate attention. And part of why we got immediate attention well, was because we were new, and it, there was nothing like it, literally. But the second reason we got it is because I've just been in the media for a lo- long time. Mm-hmm. So some of my Facebook friends are editors or producers who said, we should book you and let's talk about it. Industry read the media, called me right away. <laughs> like, what is this, who is this? They knew part of my goal was patient advocacy and mm-hmm. um, breaking the taboo of infertility and telling people it's okay to have, especially like me, I was diagnosed at 14 with endometriosis. It's not mm-hmm. our fault, we need help. Um, and industry was incredible, incredibly welcoming. Awesome. And uh, it's been kind of go ever since. So we've expanded in ways we never imagined at that stage. Yeah.
0: So I, I, I was going to say this as like the introduction, but I think it's much better to hear it directly from you because I think it's, yeah. it's a cool story to hear why you chose the name Pregnantish.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I had called myself Pregnantish for a long time. So, and anyone who knows my books, I always have kind of cheeky punny titles. So um, the reason, pregnant to me is the state that many of us are in when we're undergoing fertility treatments because we're literally told by our doctors, especially if you have an embryo transfer, you're in the first stage, like don't drink, don't have heavy exercise, don't smoke, don't do all these things that you wouldn't do when you know you're pregnant. And it's right. a bit of a mind trip because you, emb- the embryonic stage is so early and yet it's the beginning. That's right. a lot of, you know, so pregnant ish is that state that um, you're also highly hormonal. Anyone who's gone through fertility treatments knows we have some of the side effects of the hormones of pregnancy. So to me, that's pregnant ish. Yeah, and I anyone would, can I be pregnant. A man can be pregnant ish. You know, it doesn't have to be a woman because yeah. it's the state of Building your family in this ish in between place where you don't know yeah. what's on the other end.
0: Yeah, you know, and I actually, and I, I've I've showed your 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 website and talked about your website, Instagram account with with yeah. numerous people I work with and and with with doctors that I work with in different areas of the world, and and uh, the the response is always like, wow, I've never <laughs> I've never actually thought that there could be a term to describe that, but it almost gives people the sense <laughs> of like. An identity like wow like you know exactly what i'm going through like it's that that term has it has a lot of weight to it i think it's it's like it's catchy but i think it, it captures a lot
1: oh thank you i i mean i hope it does i actually own the word strangely because we trademarked it i'm sure that's, that's cool. like you with your company but i i i really it's it, it's resonated with people it also shows our tone that we're not we're credible not clinical
0: yeah. so
1: it shows that we're accessible that we're Um, cheeky our tagline is real talk about fertility we Mm. really want to be a place for conversation and Mm. you'll see if you follow our social media we have a lot of conversation happening with patients and providers so we don't always want to have all the answers we want to generate the conversation and the awareness and and encourage people to be their own advocates and get the help they may need and this feeds in of course to what you're doing um, which is giving patients and providers more options to explain right. the unexplained, to look beneath the surface because a big pain point for this population, we've done a lot of, we have a data division now, so we know what what our patients kind of need and what their pain points are. Um, and I've gone through eight doctors and 18 fertility treatments. So I even know as a case study myself, but patients want options. They don't want to have the same Treatment that every single person in the clinic is having. They want it to be tailored, and sometimes you know it's even if they don't pursue one of the treatments you're you're developing and launching, which is so cool. um, Just knowing that there are options is comforting for most patients, you know, because because it's a big mystery. um, This whole you know some people and I always say to our audience, don't put so much pressure on yourself that you're too stressed or not thinking positively and that's why you're not pregnant because women in war torn countries and who are on crack cocaine are getting pregnant every day. So it's not your fault. You're eating fine, you're doing fine, but we can do more to support you.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. And and I you're right, you know, and that's I, I feel like I feel like this this shift was already happening in in the in the IVF and and, and infertility or fertility industry. But COVID kind of uh, yeah. made it happen even faster of of the shift of where where people are, and it actually it's probably because one of the well not probably is because of the work that you're doing as well of 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 helping patients realize that they have a lot more control over what they're going through and 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 where they're getting help from and how they pick treatments and and what information is available to them. It's like once people kind of open their eyes and realize that there's a lot more at their fingertips and things that they can do than, than previously thought, I think it's, it's really empowering. And that's, I I see that taking place on your platform all the time of of people like, wow, like I I don't, I don't need, I don't need to wait like two years until I save up all my money to go start treatments. I can actually start by even participating in, in these groups and learning what's out there. And, and, and I've, And I think COVID has is, is is kind of rushed that forward even more so because now people yeah, can't leave or go anywhere. And and uh, I I'm I, I thought what you just launched recently with the the Pregnative Verified is incredible.
1: Thank you. Because it's putting so yeah. much
0: more power into patient even more power into patients hands. And and I and I know. We're, we're bumping up against the the our the, the time that you have. So before before you 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 need to go. I just wanted to have you talk a little bit about what that is verified platform is because I find it to be fascinating, and maybe you could just share a couple things like some of the impact that it's already had. I'd love to hear a little bit more about it.
1: Well, it's a, thank you. Yeah, it's been great. The what I, how I see pregnant is that we're connectors. We're connectors between patient providers industry. Mm-hmm. We we really. Um, even though we're a patient advocacy platform, we have so many providers in our audience who we're friends with and, and listen to. And I was hearing the same pain point from patients and providers that retention was an issue I, with IVF or staying at a fertility clinic. So we launched a nationwide survey called Why I Left My Fertility Clinic in 2019 based on this pain point, because so I really wanted to get the, you know, find out more from the patients. Why are yeah. you leaving? and my instinct as a relationship writer was it was relationship based more than outcome based and we proved that to be true so um you know you could say i had a bias going in but it wasn't surprising because for three years i had listened to people complain about the relationship issues not the outcomes so um even though the outcomes can be painful of course but um we, we launched this um, in January, 2019. I was on mat leave, which I never really took. My daughter was you know a week old when I launched this thing with all these bloggers across the country helping to share it. And we got um, over a thousand responses in the first three months. No one was paid to take the survey. They were so incentivized to share their feedback which just shows you who today's patient is. The average patient was surveyed 33 years old. We heard from different ages, but that was the median age. Um, mostly U.S., but Canada and the U.K. behind. Um, and you know what was fascinating is that we and we produced this report. So we re- produced relationship guidelines for treatment. So it was kind of a spin yeah. on clinical guidelines doctors are used to getting. And we created this course, and then we trained this summer uh, 25 top fertility specialists to um, speak. And just in the last you know month or so, we've launched the program. We did it um, through educational grants. Um, Cooper Surgical and EMD Serona made it possible for us to generate the survey, because it was a lot of work. We hired data scientists. I wrote a 50-page report with the editorial team. We really wanted it to feel for for the audience. The audience are healthcare providers. We wanted them to know we took it seriously enough. It's not hearsay. This is based in data and research. And now we're doing this really dynamic course that's now virtual because of COVID. Um, we're 25 top fertility specialists are speaking. And we have all kinds of hosts and speakers and um, clinics involved who are excited to hear the insights that's from really the cool. patients. So it's, it's, it's our great way of bringing the patient voice to the providers. Yeah. And it becomes a win-win. Because I always mm-hmm. say to the patients, it's not an us versus them. Right. Uh, the, the providers want the same goal as you. Everybody and you want the same. Industry wants the same goal. Sure. We all want to create healthy babies right. and um, good experiences. So if there's something kind of, if there's something missing, we can try to help solve that. Because I'm a relationships person. Let me yeah. try. That's the goal of it.
0: So that's amazing. What was cool. so what what was the in? I mean, obviously, there. It's probably a, a more complex answer than just being able to say <laughs> this is the item, but. What was the number one? What was the number one answer? The number one outcome from that survey? What was the like the yeah the biggest takeaway? The of why
1: was yeah. I left because I didn't feel valued by my mm. provider, and you know um, that's a relationship insight. Yeah. So access was in the top three. I'm not going to pretend money didn't make it, sure. you know, in, in the top five. But but I will tell you at the bottom of the list, you know, uh, we had six key pain points. The bottom was my IVF or my treatment didn't work. Not the top, the bottom.
0: That's so crazy. millennial. I, that's, patient, that's really wild. I mean, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Like you said, you had a hunch, it, you had a hunch going into it that it could be that, but that's that's to have it be at the bottom. That's 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 really eye-opening, actually.
1: Well, you know, and I think it speaks to who the who was answering the millennial patient is yeah. different from her grandparents, like who didn't need good side bed side manner didn't necessarily need um, just expertise and outcome based, maybe used to be the old way, but today's patient doesn't want a stiff, you know, white lab coat with the doctor who knows everything. They want a partner in treatment. They want a competent doctor. They want results, but they want a partner. They're they're advocates, they're educated. This is a population, highly motivated, highly educated, um, who, wants to say to a doctor, you know, have you thought of these three treatments? Can you try them on me? (laughs) Like, and so what we find from industry to answer your previous question is industries caught on that our our patient population walks into their doctors asking for things. Mm. That's a different patient. That patient, you know, pharmacies we've advertised with pharmacies have advertised with us 30 years ago. Pharmacy would never think of a patient advocacy group for you know, for that, but yeah. it's because today's patient does research and wants options, and mm-hmm. that's really the core of the program. But the, okay. the 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 relationship building strategies we included. If you go to pregnancyverified.com, it's a free program because of the grants we got. We're not making money on it. It's it's nonprofit. I am so um, eager for this to reach as many people as possible. People can download the guide, the results, see all the. We just require their emails before we send it to them, but um, it's, it's, they could sign up for the course for free, anyone who wants to take it. Um, so it's, it's just value add, you know, uh, to improve the industry. I hope.
0: Amazing. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to have had the chance to talk with you. I, I, I loved everything that you're doing was a huge, huge supporter of it now, even more so. And I, I'm going to make sure like, so because of what we're doing, you know, we have share this on, share this on our, our podcast and on social media content. And I really want to try to promote what you guys are doing Um, and and there you know we work with clinics right now we we actually work in we're in 22 different countries and I want to try to I want I want to 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 get the word out even more so about what you guys are doing to our to our clinics and the groups that we're working with and I'm I'm excited I feel like there's there I think there'll be continued conversations between us I I really I, I really enjoyed the time that we had so
1: I thank you Brandon I I really enjoyed the conversation and I also really appreciate your passion because Um, again, we all, we're all trying to do something really cool, which is literal life. I mean, like you couldn't have higher stakes. So I love talking to you too. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Avrio Genetics podcast. To learn more about how we are creating a better tomorrow, please visit Mm www.avriogenetics.com.